Ever wish you could do more for the causes and charities that deeply move you? Do you long to make a bigger impact? I bet you do, friend, because you're a photographer, and I know that photographers have the biggest hearts on the planet, and no matter what you've been through yourself, your heart is tugging to do more for others. Helping others feels really good. So on today's episode, I'm highlighting a few of my students who are lifting up their favorite charities and causes as they grow their photography businesses. And I wanna show you a few fresh ideas that can spark your giving this season. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Hello, Megan Hughes. How are you? Hi, Sarah. I'm good. Thanks Thank for having me. For, thank you for being here and sharing. You are kind of the charity queen because <laughs> oh my gosh you this year you've done pooch playoffs mom and me pink out i'm possible making spirits bright you've just jumped in with both feet what what inspires you to do that yeah so i've just always been the type of person that needs to make a difference it's not just something i want to do it's something that i need in order to be happy in my life um, so for the last, oh gosh, I want to say like since middle school, I've been volunteering with lots of different organizations and different nonprofits. And so when I started my business, that was obviously something that was super important to me was giving back. Um, so animals in particular is something that I'm really, really passionate about. I know you know that I do a lot of uh, charity work, not just fundraising, but also photographing dogs at the shelter and things like that. Um, so animals are just something that's really near and dear to my heart. So that's kind of why I wanted to do so many different, um, you know, things for charities and rescues in the area. Yeah. So let's talk about the pet events that you've had, uh -huh. or was it an event? Talk a little bit about what you did, what marketing activity you did with pets. Yeah. So I did Making Spirits Bright back in November. It was actually a year ago today. And that was to benefit Act Philly, which is the city animal shelter. And I'm actually a volunteer there myself. And that's who I uh, work with to photograph the cats and dogs to help them get adopted. Um, so I did Making Spirits Bright and we had people come in with their dogs and, um, you know, get Christmas photos and things like that. So we raised $1,100 for them. And then in January, February, I also did Pooch Playoffs, which has been my biggest fundraiser this past year. Um, so that was mostly just the dog. Some people wanted some pictures with them, but it was really letting the dog shine, um, doing this really cool bracket style competition and photographing them. So with Pooch Playoffs, I raised money for Phil Adoptables. So they're an organization in the Philadelphia area. They don't take animals into their care, but what they do is they support rescues and shelters in the area. So they do 
pet food drives to help owners um, keep their pets. They do like vaccination clinics, they donate money. If there's a particular animal that needs a, a big surgery or something like that. So they kind of do all the um, behind the scenes things to help support because a lot of times the shelters and rescues are so busy that they can't really fundraise in the ways that they need to. So that's what Phil Adoptables does. So that was that was the biggest one. We raised $1,400 for them. And I have people, you know, clients all the time telling me, oh my gosh, I can't wait till you do it again this year. So it was just, it was just really fun and a great way to, um, you know, to bring in different people throughout the community into this giving spirit. So I had different um, sponsors and some of them were dog related businesses and some of them were just businesses and they donated prizes and um, little things for the goodie bags and the top four dogs all got like a gift basket with all kinds of cool things. So um, it was just really fun to get all these people involved. And, you know, we raised $1,400, which can literally save an animal's life. So that was huge. Yeah. And that the pooch playoffs was one that a lot of our students did around the yeah. country and everybody's winning pet got to go in the national bracket in competition. Uh-huh. Did your pet win nationals? <laughs> no, he didn't. But so his, his mom, his owner, I call him his mom, but um, his name was Buster and his mom is huge in the rescue world. She volunteers and does a lot of advocacy. So she had like a huge amount of people voting for her, but I think it was Jill Gray's, Jill Gray's dog just like blew everybody else out of the water. So Buster didn't win, but it was still amazing for him to, you know, her to be able to kind of, even in her own circles, kind of bring people into this fundraising um, to vote for her dog, which is really cool. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, especially heart centered photographers think someday I'm going to make a lot of money and I can do things for charity. I know that's kind of what I thought when I first started my business, I thought I'm just a baby business. I don't, I'm trying to raise three kids and pay my bills. I I can't help charity, but what have you learned through doing these about being able to, to, um, help the charity, but also build your business? Yeah, that's a, so that's what I really struggled with. Um, You know, when I first started my business, I guess I kind of had this idea from all my years working with so many different nonprofits and soup kitchens and things like that. You know, there's kind of this ingrained idea. It's like an unwritten rule that to do good, you have to sacrifice and you have to ask for nothing in return. And if you do, then you're not really helping or you're not doing it from the right place. So I think it was, you know, I came into my business with the idea of, okay, I really want to make the world a better place, but I can't, you know, I don't know how to do that while also asking for money. I'm selfish, you know, I'm a fraud. I, that, that was the biggest head trash I had for so long was like, oh, I'm fundraising, but I'm getting money out of it. Oh, I'm a fraud. I'm a fraud. But I, you know, over time, especially with pooch playoffs, like seeing how much good came out of that, it just made me realize that you can do good with your business. And that's kind of, I've had this huge like 180 shift in my mindset of going from, I really want to do good, but you know, I'm a fraud because I'm getting money at the same time to, I am putting good out into the world that I would not be able to do with what were not for my business. And so the winning dog Buster, he actually just passed away a couple of weeks ago. And so his mom, you know, back, back in like March, she got this huge portrait of him for the wall. And that's something she will never be able to get back. You know, that was her once in a lifetime dog. And, you know, she's devastated, of course, but she has this heirloom piece of artwork on her wall of her dog. 
And, you know, if I didn't do that with my business, she would never have that portrait. And I know it just means so much to her. So I think just, you know, going through Pooch Playoffs and all these different charity um, initiatives and volunteering and everything, there's no way I could do that on my own as an individual person. I'm able to do that and connect all of these community members and uh, businesses and leaders in the community together through my business. So I think that's what I've really learned is that it's one, it's not selfish to make sure that you and your family are taken care of. Now, of course, I'm not a millionaire. Um, and I have really no desire to be, but um, you know, you have to make sure that you are taken care of really before you can do these big things. So you definitely can do little things here and there, but if you can't pay your own bills, there's no way you can really do the kind of things that you can do when you are taken care of. So one of my favorite sayings is actually one of yours, Sarah. It's when you do well, you can do good. And I love that. And that's just kind of my motto is, you know, I want to build up my own business while I'm helping others. And I used to think that wasn't possible, but like clearly it is. <laughs> so it's been, it's just been awesome to learn that you can, um, you know, you can make a difference in the world in so many different ways, but especially through your business, like you can really lift up these small businesses and these organizations in a way that you wouldn't be able to just on your own. Oh my gosh. I love it. If you do well, you can do good. Everybody write that down because we, a lot of people have guilt over I'm making money. I'm, you know, making a profit, but it also allows you to do awesome things in the world and help so many people. So thank you for being here, Megan. That yeah, was thank so you helpful. For having me. All right, now I'm here with the awesome Jen Robinette. Hi, Jen. Hello, how are you? I'm great. Tell everyone where you're from. I am from Vancouver, uh, Ridgefield, Washington, which is technically just outside of Vancouver, Washington, just north of Portland, Oregon. Fabulous. I'm in the middle of the country and I love working with students from coast to coast and even outside of the U.S., but it's so fun because we all have so many things in common, yet so many things that are different. But I want to chat with you about who you partnered with to raise money for charity. Who is the charity? I partnered with a local um, uh, humane society called West Columbia Gorge Humane Society. They're actually in a neighboring town about 25 minutes from me. Okay, great. <clears throat> and what did you do with them? I did pooch playoffs. Um, so I partnered with them to um, get word out for the uh, photographing the dogs um, in the new year. Uh, we did it last January. And so they helped me to kind of spread the word, get some information out, and of course, accept the donation that I <laughs> raised for them. Because, you know, what charity doesn't like free money? <laughs> exactly. How much were you able to raise for them? I raised $1,584 for them. Doesn't that feel so good? It does. It was really nice. It was actually my second one that I did in the first one. Um, I actually only raised about $800. I had inspired some people to donate. So I actually raised more than that, but I raised myself $800. So when it came around and I doubled that for this second charity, it was really fun. It was really awesome. That is really fun. So putting these together takes some coordination and some work and and you have to educate the charity on how it works and how everything works. And they definitely are your partner. Yes. I'm sure you learned a lot of things doing this. Can you talk about that? Like what, what did you learn in this process? I learned so much. 
I learned a lot about the process. I learned a lot about myself. It was different, very different from the first charity fundraiser I did. And so I felt like it was more real this time. Um, I kind of was going in with more information. Um, I'm, I kind of knew more what to do, but gosh, I learned um, about having a really good charity. Um, I loved them and I think they did a good job, but I'm not sure I'll do it with them again this time. Now, yes. let me jump in. When you say really good charity, can you define that? Because I mean, yes. really all charities are good, but some yes. charities are a better fit for us to partner with. So can you elaborate when you realize that all charities are not the same yeah. when you're looking for someone to partner with? Yeah. So I, um, a really good charity is one who isn't going to just sit there and let you do all the work. Um, and I felt like these guys were about 25% of the way to that 50, 50. Um, so they, they did, um, get information out for me. They, they, but they didn't really get it out as much as I would have liked them to, or to the people that I would have liked them to get it out to. Um, but they, the lady there that I was point contact with, she was super nice and she was trying to be as helpful as she had parameters for. So I think that if I did partner with this charity again, I would want to get in front of the board, um, and talk to the board directly about what I expect of them um, and what I would, what I'm going to do for them and what their expectations of me would be in order to really spread the word. Cause even with the partnering with the charity, everybody that came to my pooch playoffs was because I went and got them. They didn't really come from the charity. The charity didn't do a lot for me in that aspect. So I think that if I did partner with them again, and I do plan to talk to her, we're coming up on planning phases for next year, um, that I would set a little bit more of a precedence. Like, you know, okay, if we want to reach a certain, my goal is to double it this year and to do 32 dogs. If I plan to do that, I'm going to need their help reaching people and, um, they need to do a better job at that this year, or, or I will probably go find another charity, a smaller, um, humane society that would do that with me. Yeah. Because the purpose of partnering with the charity is that, you get access and exposure to their donor list, right? Yes. People who are giving money away. What a great target audience for us as photographers. Yes. If you wanted to just go to your client list and donate, you know, whatever their session or however you structure it to charity, like that helps the charity, but it doesn't really help you because you've already got them as clients. Right. Yeah. And so you do need your help and Talk about how you've grown as a person, because I know the first time everybody does something like this and they partner with a charity, it's all it's very scary. It can be. And it's like you don't want to ask for anything. You don't want to look like you're being salesy or asking for anything. And then you realize it's going to help their charity more. Right. So talk yes. about how you came to that, because I love hearing you say, I want to get in front of the board. I want to share with them the, the expectation and how we're going to yeah. all work together to make more money. This is my favorite part um, and probably something that I've known about myself for a long time, um, but Pooch Playoffs really helped me to see about myself um, is that I, I love the masterminding. Like I love the masterminding. I, I love, and I was scared about it. I was totally scared about it at first. It was really my first time um, because the first charity event, I didn't do this, um, reaching out to sponsors and reaching out to like donors for swag and gifts for the winners and, you know, could they promote it for me? And 
holy cow, like I, the, after the first like two or three, it was just like, bang, 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 bang. Like I would get on the phone and I would just have my spiel and I had it pretty much memorized and I was excited about it. Like, I think that is probably one of the biggest keys is that you have to be excited about what you're doing. Like if you're just going to go out and pick a charity and do an event, like, and you're not really fully invested, it's really probably not going to be super successful. And so I, was totally fully, I mean, Jill and I, Jill came, Jill and Tim came up with the idea and then I like helped kind of push it along. And so we were really like brainstorming a lot of this together in our small group. And I was just so excited and passionate about it. So that first phone call, like I probably sounded like a complete idiot because I was like, la, 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 la. but after like the second or third or fourth one, just like, I just was, I was, people could hear and feel the excitement and then they got excited and they loved the idea and they loved that I was donating to charity and they were just throwing stuff at me. Like I ended up with a huge swag bag with all kinds of different things. And I ended up with four prize uh, bags, like a small, medium, large and extra large for the first through fourth place winners. And I just really learned a lot about myself. The part of it that I really loved. it. Don't get me wrong. I love the photography part, but even more than that, like I loved just putting it together, like just creating this really super cool, fun thing that then raised money for a charity and like put good into the world, which was awesome. I love that. When you say masterminding, do you mean in your small group? So Jen's part of our peak performance coaching program where you guys like this group created this pooch playoffs and we created the graphics and it became bigger and bigger and bigger. Are you meaning masterminding within your community or both? Both. So I, I had so much fun working with my small group and Tim and Jill on just creating this concept of pooch playoffs and how it was going to work. But then once we kind of got like our legs underneath us and like all the elements that we needed to go out into the community and really do it, that part, like, I just felt like I really soared. Like I just like figuring out the businesses that I wanted to have partner with me and kind of creating this like space where this was all going to happen and just telling people what I was doing and what it was going to benefit. And I just creating the whole thing from the beginning to the shoot, you know, to when I actually started photographing the dogs, like that whole part was just super fun. And don't get me wrong. It was totally scary at the very beginning, but once I got into it, like that next phone call, even a couple days later, it was just natural. Like it just came really natural because I'd already done it three or four times. And honestly, I think I reached out to somewhere around 16 to 20 businesses. And of all of those three told me no. And most of them were in the restaurant industry. And I think that they were mostly telling me no, because they were really hard hit this time last year um, with COVID and just trying to survive. So a lot of them were already so buried with what they were doing. They couldn't take on more, but I had got a yes from almost everybody. And some of them were really small and some of them were really big. And really it was just what they wanted to do, but it was just so fun putting it together. I loved it. That's amazing. So I assume you're going to do it again early. Oh yes. And I'm roping all my group into it too. <laughs> oh, that's what's amazing. I love the power of a group. Yeah. Hey Jen, thank you so much for being here today. This was so exciting. You got me inspired. Thank you. It was fun. So much fun. This is getting me so excited. So now I'm here with Ami McCon. And Ami, you're up in Chicago, correct? You're not too far from me. That's right. Yes, I'm in the Chicago suburbs. Yeah. So talk to us about 
coming into this mindset of partnering with the charity and who did you partner with? How did you decide to do it? And, and who was your partner? Um, so my charity was Right Way Rescue. They are um, a local animal rescue organization that does amazing work um, getting animals off the streets, getting stray animals, taking in fosters, litters, getting them adopted, getting them medical care, um, saving animal lives, really. So um, I have always liked them. I adopted my very first dog from them um, and we had him in our lives for 13 years and we lost him about two and a half years ago and he was amazing and I had a really good experience with that rescue um, and I always wanted to do something for an animal related charity. Um, I'm a huge animal lover, I'm a huge dog lover and um, I was listening into the 10 session challenge talk with Jill Liebauer and I thought you know what, I have sat on this idea for long enough of partnering with an animal rescue. I will try this 10 session challenge and get 10 sessions booked in a month for this charity that I'm passionate about, that I care so much about, um, you know, having sat on that idea for a couple of years. So I um, formed this fundraiser that I started marketing in memory of my dog, um, whose name was Rue. And so I first went to Right Way Rescue and I told them, the backstory I said, um, I'd like to do this fundraiser in loving memory of my dog that I adopted through you guys about 15 years ago. What do you think? Um, and they said, that's amazing. You know, what are your goals? What can we do to support you? And I said, my goal is to have at least 10 participants raise a thousand dollars in the month of May, and then be able to hand that check over to you. And, um, you know, what I need from you is just marketing it, right? I need you guys to put it on your social media, tell your volunteers about it. I can provide flyers. So, and I started finding other partners as well. Um, partners that would donate things for the people that would participate. So I found a local, um, another local mom to, who does graphic design and she is very passionate about pets. I went to go pay her to design the flyer and she said, no, no, this, this is on me. Um, I care a lot about this as well. I love dogs. I'm a huge animal lover. Um, I, I do a lot of rescue work. So she donated her time, created these flyers. We printed them. We did digital versions of them. And then we got those to the rescue um, for them to start distributing. They got them to their volunteers who also started distributing. In the meantime, I talked to two different dog trainers who I know and have worked with, um, with my current dog and also to local pet businesses to see if they'd be interested in partnering. And I got, um, I got good feedback from most of them. Um, you know, I didn't get responses from a couple of them, no big deal because the others were, were really helpful. Um, Kreiser's Natural Pet jumped in two of their locations. One of their managers put together swag baskets, really generous swag baskets for everyone who signed up to participate. Um, and then, um, and a, a different location of Kreiser's actually offered grooming appointment discounts for people to get groomed in the same month. They could use it for before their pet portraits or at any point during the month, which a few of my um, participants took them up on, which was cool. Um, and then I had some um, pet toys, you know, tennis balls, little Frisbees and things thrown in from one of the dog trainers as well, which went into those baskets. Um, and so what I was giving people for their $100 donation, which was 
fully given to the charity, um, I was giving them from me um, a photo magnet of their favorite photo from the session. The nice thing about that was that meant that we had a reason to meet up after their session to look together at their images and pick their favorite. Um, they would also get the swag basket. Everyone got a nice generous swag basket, lots of fun treats and toys for their dogs and um, a chance to win a larger gift basket because one of these pet businesses gave me so much stuff that I had a larger basket for somebody to have a chance to win. Um, they also gave me extra things for cats. I did not have any cat people sign up, unfortunately, but I was able to add that in as a donation um, to the charity, to Right Way Rescue when I went to donate the check. So I ended up um, meeting my goal, ended up raising a thousand dollars, which was awesome. Like I was, I was just so happy and proud and excited to finally have done this instead of just thinking about it, thinking about it. Um, I met amazing people doing it too. So you did actually get the 10 sessions in? I did. So I actually had nine people sign up, 11 dogs. And one of the participants, instead of donating $100, donated um, $200. So nice. technically nine humans, 11 dogs, yes, still $1,000. Yes. So the, for everyone listening in our coaching program, we do all kinds of fun things all year. And one of them is a challenge that everyone can do to earn a pin for their lanyard, their Julie lanyard. It's, we call it the 10 session challenge. And there are certain things you have to do with getting these 10 sessions in during one month. Cause the thought is if you get those sessions in, you're going to right, sell something and make money. Um, and you tied it in with the charity. So you were able to meet your goal of the thousand dollars for charity and you were able to offer artwork to your clients. How did that go? It went really well. Um, out of the nine people, eight people bought artwork. Um, so in addition to the thousand dollars I raised for the charity, I actually made an additional $4,000 in art sales, which was great to do that in one month. Um, yeah. And especially their, the lifetime value of a client, they'll keep coming back to you and referring you and being a part if you do that again, which is so exciting. What yeah. did you learn in this process? Anything that you would do differently next time? I think so. Um, I think that one of the places I was getting hung up was the physical flyer. And I went and did multiple reprints of the flyer. And I think in the end, it was more social media and word of mouth that got people to sign up and got people talking about it. Um, I'm not sure that it's necessary to print flyers. Um, I don't think anyone who actually signed up came directly from the printed flyer. Yeah, that's one piece. The other piece I would say is um, because this is something I'm pretty passionate about and plan to do again, um, I think I underestimated how much time I was gonna dedicate to it. Uh, I thought I could meet with these people and do these quick 20 minute sessions with their dogs. No big deal. And no, cause dog people are great. And I ended up spending <laughs> at least an hour with each participant, if not more, um, just because I enjoyed being around them and their dogs and talking about animal stuff. And um, yeah. a lot of them were rescuers or already supported the rescue. So they were kind of all in, it was a lot of fun. I love it. And as boutique, we don't have to, right. Just slam them in and slam them mm-hmm. out. We want to invest more time with them because that gives you time to educate them on your model and what you offer. 
and all of the things like that. And when I first started photographing pets, I've, I'm a fast shooter, but I've mm -hmm. always shot babies and toddlers and they come in shy. So you can get the shy stuff first and then they wind up. Dogs are the opposite. They yeah. come in wound up and you have to give them a moment to come down. I didn't realize that until I had my first pet event years ago. And I realized, oh, okay. They're like the opposite of toddlers. So <laughs> trying to do them quickly isn't always going to work in your favor. We always tell them, go outside and run them before you bring them in. So they're at least a little, you know, not so excited, but it's super fun. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly what I learned. I'm, I'm so glad I did them all outdoors because it gave us a chance to do, as you're saying, burn off some of that initial energy and give them the space to get used to me, a new person. Um, we made sure we had lots of treats <laughs> yeah. every time for every session. Um, so it was, it was really cool. And, and um, I mean, I had dogs that were puppies. I, I participate and I had a 14 year old senior dog participate. Um, we did a one-year-old dog's birthday cake smash in one of these sessions. So, you know, once I talked to these people, for some of them, it was important to be also in the pictures. And it turned into that for a couple of people. It turned into sort of like this, I had someone say to me, this is my child. Like, I don't, I'm not gonna have kids. And so I wanna do this with my animal. Yeah. And I was like, of course, let's do it. Let's turn this into a session that celebrates your relationship, you know, or your 14 years that you've spent with this dog or let's celebrate his first birthday. And it was, it was just really cool to be able to turn something that I thought was going to be, okay, quick pet portraits into getting to connect with all of these people and their animals that are so important to them, which I totally, of course, get because I feel the same way. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, a lot of people, sometimes people, do an event like this and they may only get a, a, a couple people. You got nine, which is fantastic because nine turns into 18, right? They all refer you and then they come back. So I think every time you can get it, even one client, it's really special. So great yeah. job to you. Great job supporting the charity. And are you going to do another next year or maybe more than one? I'm going to. So I actually um, would like to do one for the rescue that my current dog is from. Um, and then maybe also go back, maybe I'll stagger them every other year. Um, but I'd like to stay connected to these two rescues in that way. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks to me for being here. I know you inspired a lot of people. Thank you so much. Hey, photographers, if you've been thinking about doing something with charity, I highly encourage you to get a partner. You can even get a retail partner. I know a lot of our um, my students that I shared today were doing things with pets, but I know Megan has done things for cancer with pink out mom and me relationship things. I'm possible with tweens. You can partner and, and raise a lot of money for charity, especially if it's one that you're super passionate about. So I hope today has shifted your mindset of, I can't do anything for charity until I've got all of my problems <laughs> solved because we never will. We never will be fully ready, but you, what's really cool is you can use and partner with charities to build your business. When you do well, you can do good in the world. That's what I want to leave you with today. Do well and you can do good. I can't wait to hear your results. Hi, photographer friend. It's been another unpredictable year with a lot of unknowns, but one thing I know is that business has gone on for boutique photographers around the world. And they even had record profits in 2021 despite all the chaos. You're probably wondering, how do they do it? 
And that's what my entire three-day live virtual event, Go Boutique Live, is about. Showing you what is working right now from marketing to selling to what products clients are buying. Each day, you'll also hear from speakers I've curated who are world changers, bringing you proven training to help you get unstuck. Start moving forward, get out of your own way so you can achieve what you were made to do. Go Boutique Live is the world's only three-day live event just for boutique portrait photographers. And in 2022, Go Boutique Live is 100% virtual. That means you can literally be anywhere in the world and attend on February 15th, 16th, and 17th, 2022. We've hired Tony Robbins event team to bring you a live, interactive, immersive three-day virtual event. Not some three-day Zoom snooze fest. I'll be able to see you and interact with you while you're seeing me on a stage and all the other boutique photographers attending Go Boutique Live will be there right with you. These are unprecedented times, but the bright side of that is you have an unprecedented opportunity to get access of three full days of training on what's working now for boutique photographers without leaving home. You don't have to get a flight or a hotel and no risk of sickness. This is your chance to immerse yourself in everything boutique. So you can make big leaps in your photography business despite the unknown. Grab your ticket now before prices go up and we will sell out at www.goboutiquelive.com. That's goboutiquelive.com and I can't wait to see you there.